0: Maybe let's wait till the siren is...
1: Yeah.
0: We got a lot of sirens in our old neighborhood. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we get plenty of sirens on our news, yeah. in our new neighborhood, too. Partly because we're in Washington, and the cops... That's right. That's just, right. like, fly... Uh, up Washington? Fly down south on Washington. And we're, like, just past the crest of a hill. Yeah. And so it's like they, they like, get air as they go over the hill. And you know you're going over the hill, so you can't yeah, see a, that well. The kids in the and there are street. kids. Yeah, yeah. We want to organize the neighborhood thing and get speed bumps
1: put in kids. for the cops. I yeah, don't know yeah. how if we'll get around to it, but yeah, you build your own. That's what we did in this neighborhood. Really? really? Yeah, we wanted to to slow down all the all the cars. So uh-huh. we just there's like speed bumps and there's we just build the speed bumps and then we. You know, like a lot of the kind of neighborhoods have these big old drawings on the streets, you know, which is always fun. Just like at any point, people could be out drawing murals on the streets. So it makes people drive slower. <laughs> makes people drive slower. Yeah. What's up, babies? What are you doing? Oh, being busy. Huh? <laughs> What's up, Henry? Hi. Uh, How are you? You say. Got that voice like a grown person. Boys. What's that about?
0: Hello, man.
1: That ha- that happened quick. Did it happen that quick or has it been happening for a while? I don't know. <laughs> Real quick. Hey, happy birthday! Aw. Uh, thank you, Lovey love Debbie. You. Yeah, appreciate it. Henry, you doing all right? Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, you too. How about Robin? Good Hi, little Robin. I see you all the time. Makes me so glad. What are you eating? The same thing you guys <laughs> <laughs> I told Alex I'm writing a book of delights again, and the delight is like if my grandmother could see that I had to tape my finger <laughs> to cut up the pears, what would she do to me? <laughs> what, should, what would she say? We're gonna go buy a five-gallon bucket of
0: peanut butter now.
1: Love you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye, babies. See you, Henry. Bye. Could you introduce yourself? I'm Ross Gay. My name's Ross Gay. I used to teach at IU. I taught at Indiana University for a bunch of years. And I've just lived in this neighborhood since 2000. And God damn. Crazy. Half a century. 2007, more than half a century. Yeah, I've lived here. I never thought I'd say it, but I've lived in this town for 67 years, it's nuts. But anyway, yeah, I taught up there for a bunch of years, probably like almost 40 years, and I've been retired for a couple decades or so now, but I still keep writing books, and I'm busy around here, you know, there's a lot to do around here. There's all these, like, lineages of all these gardens, so... You'll notice that in this garden, there's going to be stuff that's planted in the next garden because we know each other. And then just when we're dropping stuff off, we're like, do you have seeds for that? You know, I love that. And then it moves. And then the next one. (laughs) So there's like a kind of migration of plants (laughs) through the neighborhood in that way of just people. You know, we were talking about this earlier, but like people sharing what they love, tasting what they love, and then being like, hey, can I have a little bit of that or people of course what we do like seeing this oh you love that didn't you here take some you can grow some too not as a way of being like i don't want you to take any more of mine <laughs> though you know sometimes i can get pretty excited about some of these things <laughs> more as a way of being like let's all let's all grow all of everything so we can all share everything and you know so that's one of the things like watching the way that the plants have kind of moved through the neighborhood Like, I remember seeing it, like at some point, you know, someone was growing sweet potatoes at the end of the block. Not everyone knew that you could grow sweet potatoes, but by, you know, eventually, a lot of people, you know, it's like, oh, everyone's growing (laughs) sweet potatoes. Not everyone, but a lot of people are growing sweet potatoes. And then there's also that thing of, like, the people who are just really good at tomatoes. Some people are really good at tomatoes. Not all of us. I'm not good at tomatoes. Whatever that means. So we just know that. And so that person who's good at tomatoes, I happen to be real lucky with garlic. Let me take, I got your garlic. You do my tomato. It just works. It's just like, it's kind of funny that we ever had to be shown that again, you know? One of the things that's been really beautiful to me is that there were... Still are some standing, but a lot of these, I think they're Norway maples, the ones that they're really beautiful and they grow big, but they, they fall apart. People were just replacing them with fruit trees. It was just like what it was. And and not only that, there was a kind of collaborative, coordinated effort to like fill up the neighborhood with the fruit trees. And so there's all these plantings around town. By now, some of those, you know, some of those trees are gone, but some of those trees are, like, really productive, you know, 50-year-old, 60-year-old apple trees, you know, persimmons and pawpaws and then all kinds of, you know, choke cherries and many other fruit trees, some nut trees, you know, hazelnut bushes. And, you know, those nut trees, not hazelnuts, but some of those nut trees don't produce for years and years. And so those trees that they were putting in way back then in 2020 or 2018 or whatever – those nut it trees are now making called, tons of nuts. Uh, Saskatoon berry and a June berry. And does anyone know why it's called a service berry? So, and that's not just this neighborhood, that's other neighborhoods. When the plant bloomed in northern areas, that's when you knew you could have your services because the ground was thawed. So there's really never a shortage. A I mean, they make so um, much fruit, so many nuts, anyway, that imagine. people always are trying to sort of figure out how to distribute the abundance of, of nuts. And there are all these people who are just learning and keep on learning how to help the trees survive, you know, help the trees manage the differing conditions. And then those people inevitably, as we do, share their wisdom, and that just moves around. And so there's this amazing kind of organic collective of folks who are just kind of around. It's not like there's a list or it's not like there's a... (laughs) It's just like you can kind of basically knock on someone's door and be like hey could you tell me how to i see these spots are showing up on my trees can you show me how to do that and someone's gonna know you know someone if they don't know the next person knows and it feels really really lucky and of course as that happens like you know i knew my neighbors but i didn't know them like i know them now because i didn't automatically it wasn't an automatic part of my life that we were giving and exchanging. We were exchanging stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we would. You know, we have dear friends, you know, that we've been friends with now for, you know, 70 years. <laughs> so those folks, you know, we were we were always kind of just sharing stuff. But, you know, a lot of people, I didn't have occasion for whatever reason, you know, back then, we didn't all talk to each other all the time. But now it's like if you have a hundred pounds of pecans. <laughs> you kind of got to talk to your neighbors <laughs> to give it away. <laughs> so, yeah, so now we, we know them. we know each That's other, a other a different. A couple American plum left.
0: We have pawpaws, persimmons. You know, trees teach us everything, but, like, and crab apples, they teach you
1: patience. Like, spare, you, with these fruit spare, trees, right when they go in, they look like little little bits of nothing. <laughs> and then... Yeah. Five years down the road, oh, they're making a little fruit. And then 10, 15 years down the road, they're making a lot of fruit. And those trees making fruit are 100% <laughs> showing us how to how to get closer to each other. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hi. Hey, Ari. Hey, guys, how are you? Good, how you? Good. Yeah. <laughs> No, you can't ride your bike like that. Nah. <laughs> Is that side saddle? Side saddle. I I we are in the middle of processing a million pears. I guess you are too. Maybe. Did you get? No, we're not processing anything. We just the kids eat them.
0: Oh, you like, can eat them constantly. They eat
1: like 10, 15 <laughs> pieces of fruit a day. Did Amy tell you about the veggies that we have sitting on the porch? Yeah, we got. She dropped off she two bags. Out. Okay. Of greens, but I think we might have asked for something else too. Yeah, make a little list. We owe you some dough. I don't well, know what it is. We're gonna, I think, uh, oh, you just want to do has it with the idea it. to do a little barter with, uh, with the nuts. Yeah. Cool. Cool. cool, cool, perfect. Yeah, yeah. good. Go. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, bye. 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 bye, good to see you. Good to see you. <laughs> bye, Ari. Bye. Yeah, those guys, you know, we do a lot of sharing with them. You know, remember how it was always the thing that you wanted to escape where you came from?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it was just like such a, it was such a thing you had to leave. It's a little different now. It's a lot of the people who would have left are not, it's it's not quite the same, you know. I think a lot of that sh- the people were chasing is not it's not there in the same way, you know, those big fancy whatever far away, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it has, some of that has proven itself to be a a little bit of an illusion maybe, or it's just gone entirely. Like all of these kind of financial crashes and everything. It's just like, just like on a basic level, like the kind of precarity of that, Of That world, you know, a world that is kind of like when I say like the illusion kind of started to become evident to people. Like, you know, all of the kind of various collapses of like what these paper things that we exchange, you know, kids start to see like that's just something phony about that. And then especially when they're in a place where they're like their needs are being met. And they're in a kind of network of people who are trying to actually who are actually deeply invested in having their needs met, truly met, you know, meaning this kind of thing. Like when those <laughs> when, you know, those guys didn't have to, they those it's just like part of their thing. They drop by and kind of check on, check on me, you know, and, and also I get to check on them. I think kids start, you know, see that like, uh, that thing of like being in a kind of thing where people are are just kind of checking on you. You know, this is part of life. It's like checking on your neighbors, you know. You know, so many of, I mean, people of my generation, like, had this thing of, like, were constantly, constantly, constantly working toward something that was not ever going to, you know, I can can remember that very much, being a young person and, like, thinking I had to chase this thing, you know. And and the only thing I think I actually wanted was something like security and care and community and belonging. And the chase was not actually gonna end up in that, you know. The chase was gonna was the chase was about to chase or something, you know. But I feel like kids are kind of, you know, they're kind of witnessing some of that the kind of sadness of of some of their elders who who were doing that and also the wreckage of doing that which is so different than when people are constantly when people are doing this other thing you know this kind of smaller scale thing um which becomes kind of bigger scale when there's groups of people doing it together You know, so, yeah, like, I just feel like people were able to recognize that there was a lot of lonely working towards something that had nothing to do with anything they cared about. Whereas people, you know, some of these kids realizing, oh, maybe I'll stay close to home and maybe I'll like participate in this whole kind of neighborhood, this community thing where spend more time growing food, spend more time cooking with each other, spend more time repairing what we have, spend more time, you know learning the songs that my parents sang, you know? Like, (laughs) that's a thing. And a lot of these kids, it's it's amazing. Like a lot of these kids, they drop by and they want to know the stories. They really want to know the stories, you know? I remember when we were kids, we didn't give a shit about our parents' stories, you know? Not across the board. Just a little over the top. Some of us did, but but we weren't encouraged to really know our our folk stories. We were encouraged to, <laughs> to know the stories of never famous people. <laughs> we were encouraged to know the stories of that stuff, and not the stories of like the people that we love and who kind of brought us here, you know. Um, Yeah. I think of how much time we wasted, (laughs) you know, not to get on a thing, but like just to think about how much time we wasted thinking about what this or that person like wore to some awards show or something or thinking about the awards show or thinking about the awards. (laughs) We spent a lot of time. These kids don't give a shit. They don't even know what it is. You know, They don't even know what it is. They are like they're doing something else. I don't know they're doing something else, and it's it's really beautiful to watch.
0: Hey, do you feel like um, I know getting around is a little trickier now? Do you feel up for maybe walking a bit around the neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, you feel up to up to, yeah, up to yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, maybe tell, like telling some of those stories. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. All right. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. there are a bunch of things that, you know, just walking down this block, you can see like, you know, remember when, like the, they're used to never, you can see this house here. It has the, um, all the rain barrels and the big old, you know, the, God, the words are starting to fall out of my head. You know, the, um, cisterns. Is that what you call them yeah. But the, every house Every house now has a huge water catchment situation because you can't count on the rain in the same way. You know, it was like rain barrels were a thing, but then someone was like, I think maybe we need to do a 500 gallon thing. It it was weird. It was kind of weird, you know, like what kind of, what kind of, what were they prepared for? But they were preparing for what was coming. What we're in. Yeah, what we're in. And, um, and, you know, sure enough, that person helped a couple people out, too, like that. And then, you know, they were, other people thought it was a good idea, and now we all have that, and that's just one of the ways we kind of make sure it's okay, because it's it's it can be rough. It can be rough. But the other thing I was thinking, I forgot that this this house right here, they and this is weird, I don't know if you want to talk about this on your radio show, but they were the first people to start doing the um, composting toilets. And it was it was illegal. When yeah, when that happened, that was illegal. And they were they were totally had some kind of weird thing where they like hid this toilet situation. <laughs> I remember, and we and we kind of could tell, you know, because sometimes I'd be out in the garden late, late at night, and I would see. I'm like, wait a second, they're going to the bathroom, <laughs> um, and I also like to piss in the garden. That's as I've always had, always have, but that's not what they were doing. I figured, and I, I kind of. I didn't want to, I didn't want to get into it with them, but then I kind of, eventually we were, we were talking and I said, is that a, is that a combo? Are you? And they said it was, you know, and, um, but you know, they swore me to secrecy and I swore. Um, it seems crazy now to think that we were letting all that go to waste, you know, and every single person, it took a little while, you know, it took a little while. And at first, of course, because the city had these regulations and this and that. But eventually, enough people were doing it illegally. And then when certain things kind of started to fall apart, that was... Uh, it was just an obvious thing to do. I mean, it was you didn't really have a big choice, but... <laughs> <laughs> but then, it, you know, and then now it's so... I mean, it is. It's not been that long, you know. It's been like 40 years since that. It's been kind of pretty much everyone is doing that. But to think back before that, it just seems the infrastructure that was required to get rid of what we now know is like a resource. Like the in, like, think of how much time we spent with that. And and now we just. I mean, it sucks when it's cold. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it sucks, but. It's just that's another thing. But yeah, I forgot about I I totally forgot about that until we passed this house. Right, right. This is where it started. This is where it started. (laughs) Right. What is that? That sound? Yeah, that's a bird. Is is that what you wanted to know? (laughs) That's really helpful. (laughs) What kind of bird? That's what I was wondering. I don't know what kind of bird that is. but That's one of those birds that's been... uh, A lot of the birds from from back when are not here as much, but that is one of the ones that's kind of stuck around. Mm -hmm. We got to get someone around here would know that. When certain things were collapsing, you know, certain, um, what year was that? God, you know, it was in the 2020s sometime that supply chain stuff got really disrupted. Oh, yeah, right, right. The first yeah. pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was, it was, stuff got really changed and people, had different relationships to work. And it does feel like there were all of these things afoot that were just like, my thing is not exactly my thing, that my thing is a little bit your thing. And so that then those, I don't know, those kind of boundaries about like this, my yard or my my stuff got a little bit fuzzier. It got a little bit fuzzier, you know. I mean, it also was around that same time that we started you know, that, that one house that was falling down that we kind of spent a little time working on, and it just became a share, you know? And we had all lots of stuff that we just shared in the neighborhood that we put in there. There was just like, oh, okay. We probably don't all need a lawnmower, <laughs> you know? We can figure that out. And We probably don't all need X, Y, and Z. And, you know, at first it was like a tool share, and then it was all kinds of other shares, and, you know, seed share, and, you know, library, and it kind of built out. Um, but also I think probably the ways that, um, you know, there would, there used to be like house, unoccupied houses in neighborhoods and they just sit there, um, while people would be sleeping under bridges. Remember that? I do. Hard to believe. And I don't know exactly how that happened, but it, at some point that no longer, that resource of space of shelter, it just stopped it stopped making sense. Uh, live,
0: also for small seed here That's good. How's it going?
1: Yeah. It's this one. Oh, this one? Yeah, it's this one. Okay. Um, Folks were going to move into this house. I remember it was, God, it was pretty close to the time that I was moving here. So Mm 2010-ish. And they were starting to move in and they were getting their stuff in and they evidently they were hearing this kind of this the house they, they, they kind of felt like the house was alive. <laughs> I remember I remember them coming over one night, um, just kind of hanging out. Um, and they thought it was ridiculous that they th- even thought it, but it felt it felt kind of like the house was alive. And because and there's a graveyard right nearby too, so they were kind of like, "Is it haunted?" And this and that. And, but they they just kept on you know unpacking and doing their thing. And old house though too. It's a very old 1898 house. Um, this neighborhood, a lot of these houses are from 1898, mm-hmm. 1900, 1898. And I think they used to be houses for quarry workers. There was a quarry right nearby. Ah. Yeah, little limestone. Lime, right. This is limestone country. Right. Um. Anyway, the if I remember this right, that she was one day. One day she was sitting down, and they noticed. Oh, a little piece of plaster reflect off the wall, and they noticed, like that, that aliveness thing. It was a sound. She she thought, oh, I hear something. now. <laughs> you know, something broke broke off the wall, and they kind of put their ear to the wall, and there was a sound, a real sound. And so they just opened it a little bit more to the sound, which sounded I don't know like breathing or something. And they opened it a little bit more. And it was completely full with bees. It was completely full with bees. It was this whole huge wall. And they could see, you know, they didn't crack the wall all the way open, but they could see that there was, you know, from where they could see, there were, you know, hundreds of thousands of bees. But not only that, they could see that the wall the inside of the walls, it looked like a it looked like a a creature. You know, um, and they you know the whole thing, like lungs and stuff and and they looked inside of it for a little bit and um and then they just patched it up. They lived with the bees. It was amazing, you know that was that was a thing when when that got around it, they were like, "Oh, you could just live with them." That was something, <laughs> yeah. Nice house too. It's standing up real good. Yeah, it looks yeah. like it. Standing yeah. up real good. Yeah. The honey house. The honey house. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was just sort of thinking about the the ways we just didn't. We just had forgotten how to care for stuff, and a part of that forgetting how to care was like not recognizing how much just growing in the cracks and the asphalt was medicine. And we're trying to eliminate all this, you know, (laughs) all this care that Earth's trying to do for us. And, and, uh, yeah, we're getting better at that kind of listening, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Mulberry trees still doing real good around here. It's just, they don't, they never have a problem. (laughs) They never seem to have a problem. Even before there was such a kind of concerted effort to put, fruit trees in everywhere there there were always <laughs> it was always easy to find mulberries you could always find those black cap raspberries too you know those those black raspberries I yeah, yeah they were kind of they were kind they kind of move around real nice like that too so yeah and they're easy to, they're easy to take cuttings from and move around they're just that's a real friendly <laughs> that's a real friendly fruit yeah who knew times would be good I know I know that hard times could be good times too mm-hmm. yeah I remember I just remember so much fear, yeah <laughs> I know I know it was like uh that sort of uh, automatic capitalist scarcity framework was like it will be it is impossible that there is enough, and we are all going to starve and we are all going to or we might get together and figure it out. <laughs> We might do that, you know, like if you just get the fuck out of our way, you know, we might be able to actually be like, oh, all right, you can do this. I can do that. We can do this. Let's do that instead. You know, let's let's like uh, let's let's choose to, like, work on some stuff together as opposed to, like, getting our getting guns, you know. (laughs) But hard together is so much better than like, okay. Alone, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing, you know, okay, alone is, is lonely, but hard together, it's kind of like, all right, it's hard and it's it's kind of fun, right. you know, right. it's kind of, it's, it's, it can be rough and it can also be really, you know, really lovely, really lovely to see how how built in it is to us to care for one another. It's really beautiful to see. Yeah.
0: This is How to Survive the Future, a show about today from an imagined tomorrow. The show is produced by me, Alex Chambers, in collaboration with Alison Quance, whose editorial vision and all-around insight made the show possible. Allison also came up with our title. Our theme music is Soft Skin by Amy Olsner. We have additional music from Ramon Munra-Sender, Backward Collective and Last Ledges, and Airport People. Thanks to Molly Weiler and Kate Young for additional editorial support. Special thanks to Ross Gay for imagining himself into the future. How to Survive the Future is produced in partnership with Indiana Humanities, with funding from the National Endowment for the Humanities, and with further support from the Writers Guild of Bloomington. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Tom Stripe from Indiana Humanities. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to think, read, and talk with other Hoosiers, find us online at indianahumanities.org or at IN Humanities on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.